You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. It's Tisha B'Av afternoon, and I thought that it might be worthwhile to disseminate to the audiences that might be looking at our platform for Tisha B'Av material, a shear that was given five years ago. It was a very different world before COVID. This was a shear that we had every Thursday in our IDT offices. It was a lunch and learn. This was done right before Tisha B'Av, where we uh, discussed the controversy over the changing of the Nusach of Nachem that is said on Mincha. Because did it reflect the reality of the time? And was it in a way undermining the significance of the Tefillah if it was in this same structure that it is? Or should we leave that structure as something inviolate that cannot be altered and in many ways reinterpret what it says, So this was a discussion that uh, was brought out, and you can hear that there is quite a lot of energy and excitement and pushback to some of the ideas that were being presented. I think it's worthwhile to hear, worthwhile to contemplate, and I hope that if it is being heard on Tisha B'Av, uh, that it'll make a difference for you when you actually uh, invoke these words again as part of your mincha. I hope you get something from it. Is there any machlokas between the Ramon and the Yosef about Aneinu? Aneinu Hashem, Aneinu B'yom, Sabtani, According to the Yosef, you should actually say this all the tilos of a kindness. You can say this during Shafras and Mincha. Um, since you don't fast at night, you wouldn't say it then. The Bishyosef suppose you should say it during Shafras. Uh, the Ramah, holding over at moment, says that our minute is only to say it by Mincha. Now, what would be the rationale? Why we only say it by Mincha? What? Yes, Shriyat Tibur says it by Shabbos. Uh, why don't we say it? So, the Ramah says, because we're afraid that you're going to get through Shabbos, okay. But then, maybe you felt this on Shabbos and this afternoon, uh, you felt that I got to eat, the boom this gets a hold of you, and then what's going to happen is, is that you're not going to be able to contain yourself. You're going to end up drinking and eating despite yourself. And even though you might not say it in Mincha, but what you said at Shachras won't be true anymore. In other words, we, at, at Mincha, if you've made it this far, you probably, although some people die Mincha very early, but if you've made it so far in Mincha, you're probably going to make it to the end. So whereas if you say it during Shachras, it might not be sometimes you say it. So we see that there is this sense of being true. Right? So even though it's true for the rest of Klal Yisrael, right? the rest of Klal Yisrael, who, who, even though it was true for you during Shachras, it became a little bit untrue for you when you couldn't resist uh, taking the Gatorade and, and, and cleansing your thirst. But it will therefore ring hollow 
based on the fact that you didn't turn it into uh, a young uh, a young goddess. Now, of course, that doesn't necessarily that's it's a technical little debate, but it actually factors into this issue about nothing, and you'll see where. What about on the opening by next all they do a myth on Tinus. That's true, and we also Ari uh, do the okay the place of the dopamine. The reason has to do, Ari, with the fact that the people never dufen at Mincha because the assumption was that they were having a lunch meal, and the lunch meal was usually was usually well, the lunch meal was not bottled water; it was usually wine and some sort of intoxicating drink. And the intoxicating drink would therefore disallow the kohen. The same way a kohen can't do a vote if you a yayin. So who I did, Birchas Kohanim has a din of avoda, which Sharos Levarach Bishmo is called Shirus and avoda. And because of that, we don't allow someone who we even suspect might be a little bit tipsy to do Birchas Kohanim. So therefore we, were, we said no Birchas Kohanim in the afternoon at all. At a tinus, the assumption is nobody is drinking or reading. And that's why we send up the Kohanim to do uh, Birchas Kohanim at midnight. But the point, though, is, is really, it's about the chakras is that we want your shachas, instead of lying, in other words, instead of not instead of saying something which will eventually turn out not to be true, better not to say it. That's the Ramos Daher. Now, also, Kibitzor Gedola Okay? Now, this, of course, would be true. We can say it almost every single day of the year. But we'll see that that statement, Kibitzor Gedola Nachmu, is also factors into nothing. Uh, the debate over Nachem. Uh, let's call it the Nachem, of course, Mitzvah Shem. We won't have to say it. Uh, but here it is. Uh, here is the Nusach of Nachem. So let's take a look at it and just analyze it just a, a little bit before we see what the post have to say. Um, if, if you saw some of the, uh, the sources, you can see the Nachem actually has two or three or four different earlier sources from the Shalmi. In this place of the Ramnam zone, uh, the Taimanim and the Re- and the others fired him. This is the Nusach, the basic this is the basic Ashkenaz Nusach of Nachem, and it's, it, it has been uh, attributed to the Rosh. So let's just take a look at it for a second. Okay, Nachem Hashem Lokeno. So we have three things mentioned right away, right? Eveli Tzion, right? Eveli Yerushalayim. And then you have the here of Eila Chareva Bezliyav Now, sometimes people can take all three statements and basically say it's the same thing. Many times you learn Radak and Chumit, Radak and Yavian. They'll say two ways of saying the same thing, right? Sometimes, right? Matsudas mimics that sometimes. Oh, don't get too uptight. Here it's clear, though. There's Sion, Yerushalayim, and Kahir. Three different things. We know that Sion means something like we say when a kid gets a good grade. Did you ever get a grade where it says Mitsuyan? Did you ever get a Mitsuyan? Very good. Right? So we know that Sion means something unique, something distinct, something special. That's Sion, right? That's Sion of a Kever. Shows people where something distinct and special is. So it's, it's an assumption the Malvim and others have that Sion means the Mokum Amitlash, the most the holiest place itself. The Mokum Amitsuyan. Then you have Yerushalayim, and then you have Ha'ira Veila Ha'reva Bezuri Lashamayim. Here, it could be Yerushalayim is that city. Well, look at that book. 
doesn't say the Estabeir Shalayim Ba'ir Havela Achareva Shalayim. It almost sounds like there's three distinct levels. So I think one would not be remiss. Just saying clearly, Zion is the Mokom Amikdash, the Mokom where the, where the, the, the whatever they call it, the uh, Arup, Ashara Arup, whatever they call it over there, right? The place that the Arabs have control of uh, in, in, great, in, in great part. Uh, Yerushalayim would be Yerushalayim Yeratika, essentially. And then, the natural sense of a city that grew up around it, even in the time of, uh, of the Vaisrisha, <coughs> you have to assume that everybody wasn't compressed into what we now call uh, the, the Rova of Eretz Yisrael. There was probably, uh, and, and we know from the Mishnayis that there was people that was, was Sophim, people would see it, and there was a sense of, uh, of what we would call the suburbs of the original city. And that's still called the Ir. Now, Ke'alocha and Hilkas Megillah and other things, that's called Karab and Samoch, and it has a din of, of Yerushalayim itself in terms of Priyas Megillah and other things like that. All surrounding hills, you're saying? Uh, not the hills necessarily, but the extended city that comes out from that spot. So basically, and it's on that, we have these uh, four descriptions. Now, this is an only found in the Rosh. In other words, teaching what it means. What does an Ovel mean? Ovel means that there's no connection, there's no family. Or an Ovel means you lost the person closest to you. The people. Areva means that there aren't any domiciles being built there. There aren't any people living there. Vizuya means people despise him, considered a laughing stock. There's no, there's no honor and distinction in being a member of that city. Shomema means what? Phrase Zuya Mikvoda. Mikvoda, right? It says specifically what right. That's right. 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 So in other words, this is the rush, I believe, and the Onim before him teaching what the feeling is in the Yeshalmi and Baravamer. It doesn't have this uptouch. All it says is, all it says is, but it doesn't have the uptouch. Now. Um, I'm sort of jumping the gun here, but based on the fact that this is clearly not from the original part of the Tzvilah, right? The original part of the Tzvilah was basically the description of then you have the Parshonos, then you have the explanation of what the Tzvilah means. So, Ravara Lichtenstein, when he was asked about what he does, and it seems like his Talmudim followed him. He was no way, and, and we'll see why, <laughs> because of the changing situation, he basically left the essential Nusach intact, and from this point, the Taich, he jettisoned from the uh, Nusach, because he felt he wasn't being Pogea in the Ikara Nusach. And therefore, you, who knows what it means when you say something is Shomei, right? You can say something is shomen because it's, it's spiritually shomen. Something is desolate because there's not enough kedusha there, right? The, the words themselves are, as we know, and this is really one of the main debates. Who wrote this? We know that it, as, as we're going to find out, it's a machlekes. I, I hate saying it's in such a late form, but two good friends argued about where this nusach comes from. It's probably other people debated about it, but I think it really becomes uh, interesting when we know. 
that two young men who started their careers in Parat, Yosef, Yeshiva, uh, eventually rose to some of the highest levels uh, of Rabbanut and Eretz Yisrael, had a debate about this issue. They were friends. One of them was four years older than the other. The older one was Chacham Avadi, Rabbi Avadi Yosef, born in 1920. He had a younger friend who he was Zoha, they were part of a special Chabur in Parat Yosef. Uh, they were part of Rabbi Zil's I've mentioned Rabbi Zil in this year a couple of times uh, when we talked about the Besden of Oderim, we talked about the Besden of, uh, of, uh, of Appeals. Rabbi Zil Merchai Zil had um, uh, Hebra that learned by him and that were close to him. He was always not exactly your typical Sephardi or Shishiva. He was a person who was friends with Rakuk, friends with Herzog. He was much more of a Medinist. He was definitely, it wasn't just about I'm the Rosh Hashiva. He also had a, a job that he had to deal with. Rabu Zil had a group that studied with him. Special Chabura, when I was in the mirror, Chaim Shmulevitz had a special Chabura that studied with him in the afternoon. We used to see them through the window. So we knew they were a very special group they were with them. Rabu Zil had a special group. Two of them was Muhammad Yosef and Chaim Tovid Halevi. There were others, but they were known as the, as, as the Spitz Chabura, the Rosh Hashiva's uh, favorites, in a way. They debated over this Messiah. Mohamavadya, based on his incredible encyclopedic knowledge, we're going to see some of it inside, said that this Nusach is really in the same way from the Anshik Nesses That the Anshik Nesses in the beginning of Vayish Shemi, already instituted this. Although anybody who aren't Nebuchadnezzar or any other of the Svarnas <coughs> know that the Nuschoyas Atvila are considered Yisodotam Bahare Kodesh. That every word is it's not just the translation of the word. They picked every word, and even if you don't know what those words mean, remember, like, like, like the Rambam or Taibalosh, and say, you don't know what the words mean, but say, I'm being machabin, whatever the Nabiim, Nashem Sadullah meant. That's Chochem Avadi's approach. This is what the Spartans say? The Spartans say, the Spartans say something very similar to this. I'll show you there in a Very similar. So, this, up, so according to Chochem Avadia, you cannot tamper with it, even if it seems to reflect a reality that we don't see now. Okay, we'll see what his story is. Chaim David Alevi and others, including Rev. Lichtenstein, as I mentioned, and that was his tikkun. He took out, based on what was happening in his time, when he was the Rosh Hashiva there, he took out these, the explanatory phrase. Okay, let's move on. That's what's the he going on? Yerushalayim, oh. right? She when, sits. One second, what's the habamina to, to even change the lashon? But what, what's going on in the time? We don't change. Uh, so you're right. If Chacham Avadi is correct, the same way we can't decide to take words out of the Shemun Esrei because who knows where our us are going to go. The same thing we true by nothing. But Halevi, Chaim David Halevi, had a chiddush, which we're going to deal with today, and we'll see if it's, if it's accepted, that this was definitely written post the Chorba. That this was not part of the Anshek Knesset Zaydele's uh, magnum opus, he says, Shemone Esrei. It's, it, it is perfect. 
It was true in the time of Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Shmuel, and the same Shmanesu can be said by us, and we're going to be saying it in the Torah. It means it's somehow it's so powerful, like the Rambam says, it's 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 it's, it's, it's language that every person can say and find new meaning in it constantly. In order to assume, and you're correct, that there could be any changes, you have to you have to assume that just for example, how about you know we know I've I've been saying it for years. Uh, hopefully, I should stop saying it. But we know in the Shabbat Leilu, there's the Nusach for Parnasa, right? It's, it's printed in many, many Sidurah, right? No one's going to tell you that's Amshek Nesus Aydeva, right? Oh, oh, hold on. You're right, but it doesn't. But, but in Shulchan Aruch, in, in Shulchan Aruch and the Rush, it quotes this Nusach, you're right. But the question is, is it from Amshek Nesus Aydeva or not? Something needs to be included in there. That's true. But Halevi wants to say, and this is one of his rights, so when you see it inside, <coughs> who cares if it's not necessarily or not? It has to be a Beisdin, right? But Gadol B'chafma or Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. You want, you're saying, in order for any Shinui B'chlau, there has to be. Now, okay. So the truth is, is that, as I just mentioned before, sometimes we work around it, right? Right? For example, <laughs> the Rameau was worried about people eating on was worried about uh, people eating on, on Panesim. So we said, you know what, we're not going to say it. We're not going to say it in Chapel. So we should have a meaning not to say it. We don't want to say something that's not true. So we won't say it. So you do see sometimes that there is this approach that in order not to say something that's untrue, so so you won't say it at all. Over there, the, the Ramon knew exactly what was going on. They were massacring it, but he's saying that people are not fasting. We're afraid of the fact it. the person right. might not might break as fast, and we don't want shockers to be alive. So right. therefore, let's... let's he's not, I, don't, I don't have to know what the intentions of the fear was in that case. Okay. He knows what the intentions are, but he's saying that okay. the problem is. Right. In other words, you don't want to say something that will turn out to not be true. Another thing, Hillel, is, is also the fact Halevi says, and remember, I, I'm just here, I, I, I'm not a prophet for Halevi. <laughs> I'm here to explain why it was an issue. Halevi also makes the following logical point. He says, Shmona Esrei, every brach is ma'akev. You can't skip a brach. If a person skips nachem, he has a complete tefillah, he doesn't have to go back at all. Tefillah's nachem is not ma'akev. Even the Shriya Tzibra says that it's not ma'akev. So, as long as you say, Bonei Yerushalayim, it's all right. It's a, therefore, and again, here's one of his other riots. The Avlua Ligionos. The Avlua Ligionos. Does any, what does Ligionos sound like? Anybody want to take it? What? Soldiers. What, what word does it sound like? The legions. Legions, right? The legions. So Halevi says that's clearly a post. He says, in, Bayes, in the beginning of Ayesheni, there was no Roman legions. The idea of Ligionos, the idea of Ligionos, was clearly something that was based on the Anshik, the Hebra, the Rabbanim, the people who saw, like they saw the, the Shoah, like the Shwab and others when they saw the Shoah, and they created the Kinnis for the Shoah. So this is similar. He says, this Nusach was clearly, it, it was what was in front of them was the destruction, not of bias Risha. He says, the Ligionot is, is, is a key phrase that indicates we're talking about the Roman legions. And the Yilulu and that is actually unique. Nebuchadnezzar didn't have regions, but the Nusach—that's the point. 
the Nusach Legiono comes, it's, it's like, uh, it's, it's like, and they, and they threw their computer mouses at us, right? So we would know that if, any, if that would come up in a, in a Nusach, we would know that that <laughs> Nusach was written post the Bill Gates era. When you have a term that clearly says, right? You have a term that's clearly dated. Because of that, he says, Legiono is clearly a, uh, a, a rope. This happened in Rome. And, Okay, the Yeshua of the Mavavim, the Yotiwa Zamach Yisrael Acherev, the Yard of the Zon of Hasidah Elio. That happened both times. But the idea of so many people dying and being killed. And then you have uh, the Nusach here, Sion the Martitke, Yerushalayim Titei Kola. And here you have Sion and Yerushalayim, both crying, Libi, Libi, Al-Chalaleim, Meyay, Meyay, Al-Chalaleim. I wasn't sure if maybe the, the hearts and there's your guts. You know what I'm saying? It, it's like you, you have your heart, you have this almost a poetic uh, sense of, 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 of the terror, and it, it, it wells up in your mind, and then you have a gut disgust about it. Levi, 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 al Halaleya. It's almost like it's, it's so... One's intellectual, one's physical. Right, a, a physical sense of, 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 of disgust and, 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 and depression over it. That's may I. That's my insides, right? When you're nervous on the inside, right? Then there's Levi, Levi, Al-Khalil. Now, this Nusach is also, the last couple of words are the same in all the Nusachs. Yat HaShem I actually want to I want to make sure before we go into Menucha that I explain what, what this is because I'm actually approaching this from a little bit different perspective uh, Nachman said it's a hot button topic and it is I actually feel that if we zero in on the end that it becomes less hot button and I'll tell you what my problem with the end is. And maybe you thought of it yourself. First of all, where is this possible? What does it mean? And what's, what, what is it really telling us about what we hope the days of the Binyan of the, the restoration of Yerushalayim will mean? And what does it mean, Be'esh Yitzatata, or Be'esh Atta If you notice that I wrote as the title of today's class, it's called Rebuilt in Fire. Right? Corbin amidst Binyan. What does that mean that God will rebuild it in fire and that he caused it? And what's that word mean? It's So I happen to, one of the advantages of, of being a rabbi Maksher in a nursing home is that people don't have much to do. And when you see them, they can't say they've got a meeting to run to. And uh, I'm sorry, I'll see you later. Sometimes they have to go to, to therapy. So there happens to be in the nursing home that I'm a rabbi Maksher for, there happens to be uh, an author, uh, Mr. Novik, uh, who has written a couple of books on the Hebrew language. Um, and many of them are used in many of the day schools still today. And he happens to be in the nursing home. So I asked him today, Mr. Novik, as he was walking out of the um, his therapy session, I asked him, Mr. Novik, I want to ask you a question in Hebrew language. What's the difference? What does Hitzatata mean? And how is that different from the word Madlik, Mavir, right? I don't know if it's found. I don't know if it's found in Tanakh, in Eicha, in other places. 
but I don't know if it's in the Chumash at all. What is the word to be Matzis Eish? How is that different than being Madlik, Madir, etc.? So I'm not sure if this is correct. I don't know if you ever thought about it, but but Vayotzes Hashem as Eish, I think the Eish Yitzatito means that you ignite it. In other words, when the fire touches it, that's being made to the Eish. It doesn't necessarily mean the consumption and the complete destruction. To be Matzis Eish means to put that to put that destructive aspect and let it hold on. Like if I would have a fire that like could Mitzvah? What? Like that would be Tzadi Tzadi. Uh, I think the Tzadi might be that. Again, I don't know. What? Mitzvah is the lighter. It's the lighter, right. It's the lighter. right. To ignite. Right. It's not necessarily the idea of, of consuming it. Now, the Eish, you, there was a fire that you caused to, to, to sink its fiery Tons of flame into the kingdom, like the stirring to get. I'm not sure. That's like equally. Okay, could be. My sense, though, your anger. My sense is it's the fire that you you allow it to 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 take hold and to begin its destructive process, as opposed to a consumption. Jonathan Sachs and others, uh, Rob Sachs, translates it as consumed in flame. I don't think it's consumption. What I think is God allowed the city to be to be ignited in fire. And if that's what it means, this is very interesting. And you're gonna it's gonna be rebuilt. How does how does how does that happen? Okay? So that's that's one of the things that I want to really talk about. So let's go let me first show you uh, some statements from from Haim Dovahalevi. You might have seen it yourself. And um, let's see it right here. Um, this is from the Chuvas called Asela Farab. The reason why he gave it that name is not because he says, I should be your Rebbe, right? Asela Farab, buy my book, and this way I'm your Rebbe. But rather, this was a, uh, a radio program. I'll be familiar with our father if you bought the book. <laughs> What it will cost me, right? Asayim <laughs> means make for yourself a rab. He called it that because it was from his radio program. In fact, Chacham uh, most popular chuvos, which is also where he argues with Demir, Chacham uh, argues with Halevi, was also from a book that was built on his radio show. His radio show was every, every year of Shabbos, and it was there he got the book called Yechavadas. Uh, Yavadas, there's Yabia Omer, Yom Liom, Yabia Omer, Alayla Alayla Yavadas. So, in other words, the nighttime where it's quick and to the point and getting to be close to Shabbos afternoon, the Shabbos afternoon radio program that Chacham Avadia hosted, that became the basis for his book Yavadas. The radio program that Rabbi Lev, Rabbi Davidalevi hosted, that was the basis of these of these truths. <coughs> It's in the beginning of the 1970s, after 1967. So again, the question is, here we have in Yerushalayim, we have everybody's at the Kotel, they make simchas there, they have all great events are done over there, it's happiness, it's joy, it's, it's parading. 
So how can we say that the ear is available from name of the Zuyim now? How can we say that? So this was a question that Haleni was asked, and let's see what he says. Let's just see what he says. Now, he says, and, and, and unlike other authors, he's actually, as I said, he gives you his personal qualms. I don't know if you can see it here. He says, I also felt that way. Okay, he was born in 1924. So he's a, a relatively young man in his mid-40s during that first Tisha B'Av after the amazing victory of 1967. And he says, I also felt... Because I felt I was lying by saying that. Um, what did you do to the question? Okay. In other words, how can he dive in every single day? Hang on. Hang on. Right. So he admitted there's a way to go. But he says what bothered him was, he says, you can see Yerushalayim is full of thousands and thousands of people. Yerushalayim is the Simcha. Everywhere you go, he says, you have Yom Yerushalayim, you have Simcha over there. And, and in fact, people walked around post-1967. And we remember, even here in, in America, feeling a sense of Klal Yisrael's power, that Medina has strength, that people felt the patriotism, so you could say, well, that was during the rest of the year. He says, even on Tisha B'Av, when he was 43 years old, he said, and I know it's the National Day of Mourning, and everybody comes to the Kotel on Tisha B'Av, and they're there, and they're crying, they're, they're mutafim, you can see that they're thinking about the Beit HaMikdash not rebuilt. He says, look at this, look at this language. There's sort of like a, a hidden little part of my heart there was a little hidden part of my heart. I'm the rabbi. I know I'm the rabbi of Rishon Lutzion. Soon he was becoming, as soon as Chacham Avadi went to become uh, the rabbi of, of, of the chief rav, he went from Tel Aviv, the chief rav of Tel Aviv, to become uh, the rabbi Roshi. He followed him. He became the chief rabbi in, in Tel Aviv. So he's, he's being honest. He says, there's something in my heart. I says, Eilel lo yuchal of Dora Edel. The Avelis can't penetrate there. I'm standing here, it's on Tishabov, and I can't feel that Avelis. There's a, a corner of Supinashal Simcha, because, okay, and here, of course, we can debate, but I felt outrageous Simcha Gulato. This has to be the beginning of those steps, and even, and therefore, he says, I can't, it can't penetrate fully. He says, even the Kotel, he says, even the Kotel, that was always known as the Wailing Wall, right? Kotel Adimaot, the Wall of Tears, that's what it was known. The Western Wall, when we, in the beginning of the 20th century, you take a look, go on eBay, pictures of the Wailing Wall, that's what they call it, right? Not the, not, the, not the Western Wall, the Wailing Wall, the Wall of Tears and Crying. And he, he says, we know that it, it, it's dark. The Zohar mentions, the Zohar in a couple of places mentions the way of the wall, the, 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 the Kotel Maravi, how dark it is, how, how right? And he said that usually when someone comes there, you feel the Shrina's not here. He says, now, when someone comes on Tishabov there, you see, there's, look how many Jews are here. <laughs> it's full of everybody here. You can hear it. I, I, he says, even the Shrina, you can't say, is, 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 is dark 
and is, is in, contained in the same way in, in darkness. Because right beyond the coattail, if you move, if you take a look, you can see there's a full city of Yerushalayim that's under complete Jewish control. So therefore, he says that he came up with his own minhag. Now, <laughs> now, here you have to realize, I might have a minhag, um, but if I come to here and I tell you what that minhag is, and I put it on my blog, and then I, it gets into my next book, so it stops being a private minhag. It might not be a psaq that I issue for the whole city of Tel Aviv, but originally... He said, I have decided that I can't do it, so I changed for my own private prayers. So what did he do? He says, I changed one little word in order that it shouldn't be a lie. So what do I say? Let me just make sure everybody can see this. And he says, that's true. And that answers your question. Of course, Yerushalayim is an Avelis. Because there's no base on Mikdash. So of course, there's Avelis. There isn't God's presence really isn't here. So of course, we want Yerushalayim to have an Achama. And of course, we're still mourning because we don't have the major Hizgalut of Hashem. But the Sa'ir, now here's the main word. Shahita. A city that was, right? And instead of Yoshevet, what's the term that's used? It was the city that had sat like a mourner. But that was the change. Those are the two small changes. So therefore, what's the idea of the Tzvila? That city and everyone in there, even the dancers and, and every single person needs Nechama. But not the way they used to. Because it had been destroyed and didn't have people in it. We still need Nechama, but we're not going to describe something which in reality is untrue. Okay, okay. What kind of people write? How many people the Yeshua is having the, the, the Shechina come back totally. How many people oh, oh, so it's the Yerushalayim. It's just the Shechina that, that we're missing? That, that's One second. And then the itself will be enhanced. But to say that it's actually, there's no people, it says, Shomema me'en Yoshevel. Right? There aren't any people. It's, it's like desolate. There's no people there. There's always people you there. there. Your, there are always people there. Not, not like today. Well, but what does it mean? But oh. English, very, 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 Okay. He admits that he admits that 
Uh, we need to dive and should be different when you dive and bite a crayfish. It is. You should feel, you should feel yeah, different. I, I don't. I, I think you're misinterpreting. He's always He's saying, saying that my 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 avelis is mukbo because. because no, no, he didn't no, say that. He said my avelus is my avelus is own. No, no, my no, no, he didn't say that. He said the avelut is on the fact that we don't have Mashiach, that we don't have the Beis Hamikdash, that we don't have the light of God that penetrated from into the Beis Hamikdash and beyond. That's what we didn't have. Or we don't have. It's like the description of the city. But he can't get the. He said, he said, he said there's a sense, right? He was being honest. He was being honest. Yeah. He said that I feel that there's something happening, but I still think we have a lot to go. But he says at the end, he says, this could be care of Yemenu and Nechmatzi of Yerushalayim with the Mashiach coming. Yeah, now, because Yerushalayim won't have its complete Nechum until it can serve as the capital of spirituality in the world, which it's not. Um, Okay, so one of the things. Okay, so this was uh, this was his psak. His, but it wasn't a psak originally. It was sort of was like his personal hanhaga. But then it became a psak. Now, he wrote it on the tshuva to somebody. Right, he wrote it. He might have said it on the tshuva. It's it's not like a personal minhag. You're writing a tshuva to somebody. Right, right. I think I think part of the thing was he was sort of put on the spot on the radio, and he admitted. And then he decided he's going to publish what he wrote on the radio, and then it becomes a tshuva. This sefer, Asayla Harav, and I have in this I've done here, it says it's not a normal tshuva sefer. So even though this year is that tshuva supposed this is a different type of tshuva sefer. This is a tshuva for more hashkafa and halacha together. Let me just show you a couple of other points. And I want to see Chachmabadeh. He says... Um, this was a, a second shuvah that people wrote to him. He says, um, if you're right, then how can you say Anenu? How can you say B'tzara G'dola Someone wrote Halevi and said, is it Saras? Look, we have a beautiful city of Yerushalayim. We won. We, we had the war. Are we in Saras? No. If you're right, we have to whitewash all the Tzvilas. This is what a similar question to what you're saying. So let's see how he has to defend himself. So he says that, he says one second. He says, first of all, the other days are definitely the made sorrow. Now, I don't want to get into too much here because we're going to give another share about this. He says, basically, as the Rambam explains, every single thing that went bad, that we talked about on, on Shavasar Batam, is the destruction of the relationship, starting from the Luchos, in, from the Luchos breaking, right? And the Egel, right? The Luchos breaking. And the fact that we don't have control of the city of Yerushalayim, really, uh, completely. And, 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 and uh, everything that's mentioned in Tisha B'Av, and even in Son Gedalia, all those events, the effects are still with us. And clearly, before we have Mashiach, we're still in Tsaris, right? Um, someone wrote to him, what about Umasha Mitzayim, Kvot Taraso, Simchos, Nitzachon, if you know what that word is? You won't. But everybody here is in Tebi. What about the fact that and Tebi happened on July 4th, right, 1976, which was on Shavasar Batamnas. It was on Shavasar Batamnas that the Nitzachon of Entebbe occurred. It was like a tremendous thing that Entebbe, that they were able to get everybody out, and you know, only a couple of uh, Kedoshim died, and they were able to do such an amazing thing. So he says, 
So you tell me, maybe someone will say, how oh, now that a occurred, how can you say, we're a bit sorry? He says, of course. Of course, and Tebi was great, but it's no better than the Sixth Day War. He says, of course, we're Bitsara. We all have Kishani and Medinim at political issues, the political discord between Haredi and non Haredi, the issues of functioning in the government. Even in terms of the, even in terms of the, of the wars we have to fight, we're going to have difficult military issues until the Gulash Lema. That's for sure. And, and, and clearly we're Bitsara. And still we, do we have Mashiach? We're going to fast, and we're going to say it happened to them and us, just like the Rambam says. Now, maybe you're going to say that every kindness, all the events that happen are in this order again. There's a mystical idea, that Ramchal mentions it, and many other Hasidic Shesvarim, and you'll see it even in the Litvish Shesvarim today, that every year, when that, on the anniversary of that event, what you're going to have is a rekindling, so to speak, of everything that happened that day. Pesach, the 15th day of Nisan, is a time of Geula. The Oros of Makam Torah occur on Shruot. So Hua did, when it comes to the same thing is true in the days of the Tainus, the, the, the pain and, and, and idea of anger of God is unleashed in a certain way today, no matter what, despite what everything looks like. So he says, you're correct about that. Um, and it's true, we say Zman, people have said Zman Chemsim Chaseinu, and Zman Chemsinu, even when uh, the Cossacks were knocking at the door and they were leading them to the gas chambers, they still said Zman Chemsinu. He says, that's true. But he says, that's much different. Noting that mystical truth is much different than between expressions that are definitely not reflecting the reality. That is, when you're vague, what's not going to say? When you're vague and you say, Zman Simchaseinu, clearly, and, and people in Auschwitz said it as well, it must have meant that the Simcha, the ultimate Simcha, beyond what's happening here, of being close to God and connected to the Torah. Right? Or Zman Chayrasenu, even when uh, the, the, the Cossacks were, were, were ransacking people's homes and finding children and killing them, it was still Zman Chayrasenu, because ultimately the word Chayrus has a mystical truth, which is true for me now, despite everything that's going on around me. But it's something else completely when you actually have a graphic description of, des- of desolation, destruction, and no people. He says, that's different. The vaguer you are, the better. Dylan knew that, right? That's why he won the Nobel Prize, okay? Right? And Leonard Cohen didn't, all right? Because the point is, is that if you, if you, if you speak, that's for you, but if you speak in a, in a, if you speak like in a vague, abstract way, yeah, right? That's, right? Yeah, get that, man, that's happening right now, right? Whereas if you describe a specific imagery of legions, of, of legions that are swallowing us, and the whole city's been swallowed by legions, is that you can't say. Again, I'm, all, I'm not a prophet. I think, I think this is that pop- puppetry. He's taking something where I can answer, and he's like, oh yeah, I can answer this up. Take me to Yerushalayim you have a valid answer. Right, we want God yeah. to come back. Now, um, how does he say that B'nai Yerushalayim is built? You say it's built. What? According to Yerushalayim is built. So, so, uh, so, 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 so,
you will summon up the imagery of the destruction much more because by saying in the past you can imagine it in your mind and therefore you can say wow this I, I can picture that because I'm, 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 I'm saying that in my prayers so he says I think my tikkun is better but he says you wanted to say that even in Bayashani they said nothing the person writing said that even during the time this is one of his questions he said, we know, everybody knows that Bayashani was not what it should have been. Everyone knows that Bayashani was not the real restoration. So there's a theory that says that in Bayashani they actually did say nothing. Did Just they say, like, did they say Shman Esri? Oh, oh, right, so clearly what Shman Esri did they say? So Chacham says that they actually, the, 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 the Nevi'im, in the beginning of Bayashani, Understood that there's going to be two nisqos. And they actually readied two different versions of the prayer. His shoel is not as complex as Hakamabadi. He just says that even in Bayez Shani, when you had a whole bunch of people living in Yerushalayim, they still mourned over the fact that it wasn't the real base on Mikhail's really it should be. He says, um, he says I-, I don't know where you get that from. He says, um, they definitely didn't say nothing. Uh, he says, historically, he says, It's basically a new tzvila. Uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was composed after the Corbin, and you don't find it in the Gemara, Babli. You find it in the Yerushalmi, but Babli doesn't mention it. Um, he says, you need a proof for it, and you can't just say it's definitely something what, that... What, what, what is that with me? Why, why do I need a proof that it was there? You're saying it wasn't there. Why don't you have to prove that it wasn't? You want to move. So, but that gets back to that gets back to what we've been talking about. Is, you know, you have tefillos in the time of Bayis, but the tefillos that we say, when we talk about, uh, were those tefillos said in Bayis Right? Obviously, I, I don't know. But oh, oh is, okay. No, but what I'm saying is, if I want to change it and I want to say that it wasn't there, I better prove that it wasn't there. I can't say it's your responsibility to prove that it was there. Okay. If I'm the one that's By changing way, it. I did a search on, on the word uh, legion. Yeah. There's a Gemara and Rafa that has it. There's the scepters and the deposit coolants in your shalmi. It's not It's not like a term that, that was was not... That actually proves my point. Oh, yeah. Meaning that it was, it was it was during the time of the interaction of Rome and Claudius Rome. Right, so but the point so is, it's not. It has to be. Has to be Abdashik Right, Abdashik was in the beginning, even before Rome, even before the Gemara. Okay, I only have. We could probably do this next week as well, but I'll tell you again. I'll tell you one small chiddush here from the Rosh. Okay, I wanted to really explain things a little bit better. If you give me three minutes, let me have three minutes. Okay, first of all, this was asked by Salavajik as well. Rabbeinu is nagin the Gevrei It's not surprising that Salvatic was a tremendous traditionalist on Tilot, much more even than his uh, son-in-law who took out the uh, Nusach. If you can see here, it says that Rabbeinu is nagin Rashi's name. He says, first of all, you can't do your shot at Tilot, but then he had a different shot. He tied it like this. We know the Mishnah says. That Yomtiv Shabbos Shoshana Shachalios Meshavos the Mitzvah Shoyitokin Avalobim Medina. 
Okay? So, when Rosh Hashanah falls on Shabbos, anywhere that's called Mikdash, they did Tia Shofar. We don't do it because of the Xerah. But they blew Shofar in on Shabbos like the Din of the Torah. Now, what does the word Mikdash mean and what does the word Medina mean? So, the Rambam says, Medina means anything outside of Yerushalayim, whereas Mikdash means Yerushalayim, it means the Beis HaMikdash itself, plus Yerushalayim. That's the Rambam Shis. And I'll focus the Rambam and Rashi, the beginning of the, the Sukkah as well. What does it mean, the word Medina and Mikdash? So, Medina, like the Lulav was taken in the Mikdash, seven days. Similar to the blowing of the Shofar. According to the Rambam, anywhere that's called the Old City, your Mechuyiv, Mitzvah to take the Lulav, even on Shabbos, because the Xerah was never, of not taking a Lulav on Shabbos, never affected any place outside of Mikdash. Mikdash, by definition, includes Yerushalayim. <coughs> that is Mikdash. It's all one Kedusha. So even though, of course, it looks different, and one is a place you bring Karbonos, another is a place you eat and sleep and you daven and you, whatever you do there, but Yerushalayim, maybe it's a byproduct of the fact that it's Lena Schalke Lushvatim, but it essentially is Mikdash. So Kedusha Sa Mikdash is Kedusha Yerushalayim, according to the Rambam. So therefore, the Rambam, that's why when the Rambam says, the Rambam's famous Shita is that the Kedusha that was put in by Ezra, the second Aliyah that they made, was a Kedusha that never stopped, and the Kedusha is still there. That's the Rambam Shita, and that's one of the reasons for Machmer to go on to Harabais and other places like that, because the Kedusha of the Mikdash is still there. That's why you can bring Korbanos, even though there's no Mizbeach, because there's the Kedusha is still there, and it permeates into Yerushalayim as well. So therefore, the flip side is, as the Rav says, so if the Beis HaMikdash is destroyed, so Yerushalayim is far out. So even though, right, even though you're not explaining where the people are, but the Churban of Yerushalayim is, is the essential Kedusha of, of... So that's why the Rav felt in Lumbus, uh, it wouldn't be it would be wrong because Yerushalayim and this is really again in Lumdish terms yes what do you say the point is the Rome found a reason why that that no such meaning is right so how could you say that how is how did his son-in-law how did his son-in-law take the law I didn't, you didn't see him bringing his yeah, son-in-law yeah. I don't know whatever but how did how lady say that it doesn't that, that's not true anymore you don't know what Chazal is and maybe somebody like the Roth could come up and give you an explanation how that fits how could you if you don't know what the intention was again how could you say it's, it's not true anymore it all goes back to the fucking and the minion right. assuming that this was something that was mistaken in such a fashion Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.